You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Rewind Football Fantasy. Fantasy Football Rewind. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My name is Tony Sincata, and this is Fantasy Football Rewind. You catch us every Monday through Friday, 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. Eastern, except when you're in bed and you're sleeping. Then we got you covered. You can get up in the morning. Go to iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get on-demand shows, and absolutely listen to us and get the show every day delivered to your device so you don't miss it. Hit subscribe, subscribe, subscribe is the way to go. So we've got you covered. We're getting ready for week 10, hour number two. Great stuff in the first hour if you missed it. Uh, Dr. A with his injury breakdown. And make sure you get this injury information from Dr. A. A lot of injuries this week to worry about. And the first one is Des Bryant. Cowboys coach Jason Garrett said he's hopeful Des Bryant will be able to get in a limited practice on Thursday. They're about to, uh, they're uh, looking at that situation. And when he says limited, it's not going to happen. He's going to be out there. He's going to be in uniform. He's not practicing. Dr. A was worried about this being a three- to four-week injury. And I'm like, damn, this is a guy uh, that probably hasn't lived up to your fantasy expectations. And yet, this is uh, not good news for anyone with Dez Bryant. But can we go and get a Cole Beasley, a Bryce Butler, especially if you're looking at a situation and all of a sudden we lose Ezekiel Elliott? Could get interesting. Morris Claiborne returned to practice Thursday for the New York Jets. Jets, Jets, Jets. Marquise Lee uh, actually practiced on Thursday, which is crazy because he hasn't practiced too much in the last couple of weeks. Jeremy Hill, the Bengals, did not practice Thursday. Matt Forte did not practice, looking more and more like uh, he could be out, and Bilal Paul will be the guy. Paul Richardson is questionable. He did not practice all week, but the coach suggests that a precautionary move, he felt some tightness there. So, yeah, that could be an interesting situation there uh, with Matt Forte opening the door for Elijah McGuire and Matt Forte. Take a quick break right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My name is Tony Cicada. We'll be back with more fantasy goodness 
after this. So stay tuned for more from the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My name is Tony Cicada. We are fired up. You're fired up. Let's get fired up together. Hey, I'm Jeff. Look, I'm just a skeleton. I don't have an ACL anymore, but I'd still like to know what it means when one of my fantasy players sprains his. That's why I use the Inside Injuries app. It was created by real doctors. So you're getting information directly from people who have seen, touched, and operated on actual ACLs. Take it from me, a skeleton. If you aren't using it, you might as well just be guessing. Download the free app today. Unlock the secrets of injury analysis. Are you new to Daily Fantasy? Are you a veteran? Either way, you can better your chances of winning money and lots of it by going to dailyroto.com. Multiple people have become millionaires thanks to the guys at Daily Roto. Why not take advice from the experts? You can become a millionaire too. Just go to dailyroto.com to rock daily fantasy sports. Join the family at Model Sporting Goods. Visit your nearest Models and sign up for our MVP Rewards Program to receive insider deals all year round. Earn points on every purchase when you use your MVP card to earn Models cash back. It's our way of thanking you for being a loyal customer. Upon signing up, receive 10% off your purchase and 15% off your next purchase. It's that simple. Plus, new MVPs this month are eligible to win a $500 Models gift card. When you got to play more and pay less, you got to go to Moe's. I owed the IRS $10,000. The IRS garnished my wages. They put a lien on my house. The IRS is the most powerful collection agency in the world. They do not give up until you pay. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions Now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions Now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions Now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. Tax Solutions Now can get you help our agents know the rules can stop the pain and get you the best deal we connect you with a team of former irs agents and tax professionals who will get the irs off your back we saved our home and overcame the most powerful collection agency in the world call tax solutions now time is running out call 800-910-9962 Hey, this is Greg Sussman from the Roto Experts in the Morning and, and listen, we could all use a little help sometimes. That's why I talk to three guys every single day that help me with my fantasy teams. But if you need help with your fantasy teams, and you probably do, you should purchase the Roto Experts Exclusive Advantage Fantasy Football In-Season Package featuring weekly lineup ranks, chats with our experts every single day, and player cards for every player in the NFL, including reports from InsideInjuries.com. You cannot beat it. Don't set your lineups without checking the Roto Experts Exclusive Edge in-season package. 
welcome back to Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Sincata, and we are here absolutely getting it done, making sure you've got everything you need. And we are going to go and get some rankings right now from my man, the man, Gary and Thorne, from the rotation, which you can get on the Fantasy Sports Network page. Gary and joined today by none other than Pats Fitzmaurice of Sports Illustrated and the thefootballgirl.com. Thorne, and before we get into some fantasy football talk today, if you'll allow me a personal aside to... Well, first and foremost, explain why I am wearing a mid-2000s Toronto baseball jersey to talk about fantasy football. Uh, this is obviously my Roy Halladay jersey. Uh, grew up in Toronto, massive Toronto Blue Jays fan, and obviously the news yesterday shook me, uh, rattled me just a little bit. Still, like many people in Toronto and Philadelphia and sports fans across North America, I'm in mourning for the loss of Roy Halladay, and I kind of just wanted to, you know, give my little message, my little spiel about what Roy Halladay meant to me. And I, I never met the man. I, I don't know the man. I, I know he's a, from all accounts, fantastic teammate, fantastic worker, uh, fantastic family man. And really, first and foremost, that's where this sadness truly lies, is in a 40-year-old man who has now lost the ability to be with the family he clearly loved so much. But from a personal perspective, Roy Halladay was really my parental guardian into loving baseball. And for anyone who watches this show on a consistent basis, you know I talk about basketball and I talk about football, but truly deep down, if I could talk about baseball 365 days of the year, I would. And Roy Halladay is such a huge reason why that love and why that fire and passion for baseball burns so brightly inside me. I mean, I was only six years old when Bobby Higginson broke up his no-hitter in the second game of his Major League Baseball career in the ninth inning with just one more out to go. So maybe I didn't truly understand what was happening at that point in Roy Halladay's career, but I was 11 years old and in the stands when Roy Halladay won his 22nd game of the season in 2003 against the Cleveland Indians, basically cementing his first ever Cy Young Award. I was 13 years old in 2005 when Halladay was on pace for maybe the greatest season of his career, and I felt the heartbreak when a Kevin Mench comebacker in Texas broke his leg and finished his season. That killed me, that crushed me, and I was 18 years old, just about to graduate high school, just about to become a man, for lack of a better term, when Roy Halladay was traded from the Toronto Blue Jays to the Philadelphia Phillies. And like so many Blue Jays fans at that time and at that point, in Blue Jay fandom. You'll have to remember at this point of being a Blue Jays fan, we're going on almost two full decades of this team not even not making the playoffs, but just generally not being in the mix, not being up there with the Bostons and the New Yorks of the American League. And I, like so many other Blue Jays fans, was almost happy, almost relieved that Roy Halladay got to leave Toronto, mercifully got to leave this team and go chase his dreams, and go pitch in playoff games, and go throw no-hitters in playoff games. So really, there's, there's not too much to say other than R.I.P. Roy Halladay, uh, rest in peace, Doc. And uh, yeah, that's, that's really my angle on this whole thing. So thank you for allowing me to kind of uh, talk my way through that. And uh, thank you to our guest today, Pat Fitzmorris uh, from SI.com and The Football Girl for allowing me to talk my way through that. Uh, Pat, how's it going, man? Uh Really good, Gary, and I, I enjoyed your heartfelt soliloquy on Roy Halladay. He was a uh, mainstay of some of my fantasy teams in the early aughts, and 
certainly one of the best pitchers in the, the league for a span of you know a good ten years um, in the early two thousands. Um, yeah, that was just tragic. And I mean, I've got a few years on you, but like I think Robin Yount of the Milwaukee Brewers was to me yeah. in boyhood what what Halliday was to you. And uh, you know, just to lose someone like that and and know that their life ended way too prematurely. I mean, I, I you know get the pleasure of watching Robin Yount grow old and and knowing that you know he was this guy who was uh, so important to me when I was young. And uh, it it just sucks, man. It's yeah, really tragic. It's it's tough, and it's a tough day for a lot of people. And I think it's it's interesting too. I I don't know if many Americans can really comprehend the sort of relationship that Canada has with the Toronto Blue Jays, and specifically that Canada has with our athletes, because we do kind of feel like we're outside of the general sports pop culture perspective in Canada, and maybe we don't get enough credit for our teams doing well or our teams succeeding. And I think that so many times, whether it was Vince Carter, whether it was Chris Bosh, whether it was A.J. Burnett, so many guys in that mid-2000s era leaving this city and going to greener pastures and just the vitriol that these fans in Toronto would throw and spew at these guys time and time again. I mean, Vince Carter was being booed at Raptors games a full decade. Every time he touched the ball, a full decade after he had left this team, but it was never that way for Halliday. We were just so happy that he got to leave Toronto and go make the playoffs. And I think that in a microcosm really explains the relationship he had with this city. So anyway... Let's get into some fantasy football because I've got Pat Fitzmorris on the line, who right now is a top five accuracy ranker for the 2017 season. And we are going to talk about Pat's week 10 running back rankings. And Pat, I would be somewhat remiss if we didn't start with Mr. Adrian Peterson because Peterson kind of had a notable game during week nine. Uh, Not only did he set a record for most carries in a game by a running back over 30 with 37. But he also had 159 yards against the San Francisco 49ers. So maybe I buried the lead in that statement. Maybe the most important part of that sentence wasn't the volume or the just sheer amount of yardage that Adrian Peterson racked up in that contest. Maybe the most important part of that was it's against the 49ers. And that was so much the best matchup he could get. So maybe none of that matters too much. And now we're in a short week where we're going to see AP go up against the Seattle Seahawks on Thursday night football. I mean, this this one just seems kind of tough, like a, a not ideal matchup. I mean, for Adrian Peterson, who you have as your running back 11, for him to bring back value, is this a situation where he's going to need to carry the ball 30-plus times? Yeah, so that's, it, it might be too rosy a projection. But uh, and, and certainly I don't think he's going to get another 37 carries on basically three days rest. Um, but I think there is going to be some volume still. Uh, I, I don't think that the Cardinals want Drew Stanton going into the teeth of that Seattle defense by throwing 40 passes. That's just not a recipe for winning. Um, plus the arrangement that Adrian Peterson has with the Cardinals right now. I mean, they know he's not their guy of the future. You know, it's a, a, a short-term relationship with David Johnson being the, the long-term guy there. Bruce Arians is on his way out. This is his last ride. So I think they're content to use Peterson quite a bit and, uh, you know, drain whatever might be left in that tank. Um, you know, and, and we've seen that so far. Uh, 
26 carries against Tampa a few weeks ago, 37. Um, you know, only 11 against the Rams a few weeks ago, but that was in a 33 nothing blowout. So he obviously wasn't going to get the same degree of volume there. Um, you know, I, I think it's pretty safe to pencil him in for 20 unless this turns into a total blowout. And I guess that's, that's what's going to be the key for him is game flow. Um, you know, Seattle, like a six point favorite right now in that game. But, uh, I don't know if I see a blowout there. It just doesn't seem like Seattle's capable of blowing out anyone right now. Um, I'm not sure that offense can score enough points against, you know, anything but a really terrible defense, and I don't think the Arizona defense is that bad. So I think Arizona can hang in this one, and if they do, you know, I think Peterson's going to get 20 carries against, you know, a good but not great run defense. And, uh, you know, volume is just so important at the running back position, and I think volume could float Peterson's value this week. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that this is a game that's not going to get out of hand. I mean, we haven't seen anything from Seattle that would suggest this is a team that's just going to wipe the floor with Arizona at this point. And I know the thing with Peterson, as you know, as it's pertained to his time with the Cardinals, is the game script needs to be right. As you mentioned, we've gone from 26 carries to 11 carries to 37 carries. Yeah, I don't think, you know, Seattle's going to run away with this game like the Rams did. I think this game will be relatively close. And, you know, for someone who I believe is touching the ball 60% of the time he takes the field for a snap, and considering that Arizona has completely flipped their script since Adrian Peterson was brought into the fold, and, you know, obviously Carson Palmer's injury has something to do with that as well. But this is a team over their last three games coinciding with Adrian Peterson being on the 53-man roster They've run the ball 51% of the time. So I'm with you. I think the volume here is just too big to ignore. It's not going to be as pretty a game as he had against San Francisco, uh, but that would be a lot to ask considering how bad San Francisco has been against the run this season. We move down the rankings to Devonta Freeman. Of course, Adrian Peterson uh, in that rankings, they covered it. Uh, that game already took place, and you know what happened. But you got to tell you, Going the rest of the way, the schedule's not good for AP. It's not good at all. So I think that he's going to be in a tough sell. I think we've seen the best of Adrian Peterson. I don't know if you can get anything from him in a trade because I think people are pretty intelligent, but you got to do what you got to do. So stay tuned for more right here on the Fantasy Sports or Network. This is Fantasy Football Rewind. Back with more after this. Skix sneakers are taking over tailgates and alumni homes across America. Skix canvas high top, low top, slip on, and kids tennis style sneakers designed in officially licensed college colors and logos is a must-have for every college fan's wardrobe. Fun, fashionable, and comfortable. Whether you're at the big game or watching the game at home, Skix helps fans perform better. Go to Skix.com and use promo code FNTSY for 15% off your pair now. That's Skix.com. Skix sneakers the soul of a true fan. 
Does your fantasy football team suck? <laughs> Did you draft David Johnson with the first pick? <laughs> I can help you out. Go to iTunes, subscribe to Stand Up Fantasy. I will make your whole life better and put a little smile on your face, make you happy. Maybe you find a significant other just by changing some bowling shoes. Maybe you'll worry about things a lot less. Stand Up Fantasy at iTunes. Subscribe now. Ezekiel Elliott. Carl Anthony Towns. Corey Seager. Those are the rookies of the year, much like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The fastest growing fantasy sports network on radio is completely free, 24-7. Listen to us live at FNTSY.com slash radio or download the app right now in the Google Play Store or on iTunes. Are you new to Daily Fantasy? Are you a veteran? Either way, you can better your chances of winning money and lots of it by going to DailyRoto.com. Multiple people have become millionaires thanks to the guys at Daily Roto. Why not take advice from the experts? You can become a millionaire too. Just go to DailyRoto.com to rock Daily Fantasy Sports. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand, call Consolidated Credit now. If you're making the minimum payments, but your balance is just not going down, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it will take years to get out of debt, call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 5 million people with credit card debt. They can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. If you're struggling with credit Credit card debt, the first step is yours. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-220-3479. 800-220-3479. That's 800-220-3479. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services Incorporated, 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Not a loan company. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM19, Oregon DM80031. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation Commission. License number DC32. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. In this league, a show about games hosted by men who act like kids. Whoa, hold up there, voice guy. Act like kids? That's not accurate. Really? You saying we're immature? Like how? Dick Butkus. Phrasing. Boom! <laughs> hmm. Huh. Duly noted. Carry on. Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh with a fantasy show for your twisted mind in this league. Wednesday nights from 9 to 11 Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. This is Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Cicada. We're going to take a quick break. And when we came back, and we're now we're ready to go and get back with more Gary and Thorne on his analysis for this week's Fantasy Football. Who's better than my man, Gary and Thorne? Nobody. Nobody. Don't even ask yourself Since the question. Their bye week back in week five, he's barely a top. 25 running backs since week six for this Atlanta Falcons team. And Tevin Coleman has kind of looked like the better of the two backs and has sometimes even gotten more work than Devonta Freeman in this offense. So whole lot of question marks about the Atlanta Falcons so far this season, but it seems to have, along with Julio Jones and Matt Ryan, really affected Devonta Freeman. Yeah, and another question mark here in his health. We just don't know how healthy he is right now. I mean, he went in the last week's game with a shoulder injury, and now he's uh, got some sort of unknown injury. I believe that's the exact phrase uh, the Falcons' own website used to describe uh, whatever he sustained this past weekend. So he's banged up, and you know, he's, the last four weeks he's had 12 carries or less, and he's only had 10 catches over that span. So it's not like... Now, the passing game is really uh, sustaining his value. You know, it's a, a decent matchup, but you have to look at it with Sean Lee being healthy now for the Cowboys. I mean, I think Tony Romo said it on the broadcast last week that that front seven is actually pretty good when Sean Lee is healthy. So, um, you know, maybe the overall season-long Dallas uh, pass or uh, run defense stats are a little misleading. You know, it's a tougher tougher unit with Lee playing. Um, you know, and, and they do have Coleman to take some of the pressure off if Freeman is less than fully healthy. So, yeah, I, I just don't see him as a top 10 guy this week. Um, you know, I think most people are probably playing him regardless, uh, you know, especially with four teams on bye. Um you know, maybe in a in eight or ten team league, you you have the luxury of looking at some different guys. But um, you know, most people are going to have to put him in the lineup anyway. Just that uh, these trends are a little worrisome, and the health is a little worrisome. Yeah, and and like you said, you're at a certain point of the season where you're starting Devonta Freeman, you're starting Adrian Peterson. These are guys who you just can't ignore the definite amount of volume they are getting. That is not necessarily the case with these next two guys who just crack your top 28 running back for week 10. You have Matt Forte at RB19, and right behind him you have his teammate Bilal Powell as RB20. I don't know if I'm crazy here, but I almost feel like Matt Forte is maybe a fringy RB1 for me this week. I mean, I know it's kind of crazy to talk about him that way. This is someone who we basically pronounced as retired, like, at some point during each of the last two seasons, we've just given the reins to Bilal Powell. And I love Bilal Powell. I think he's a fantastic and talented running back. But it just seems right now that the Jets want to get Matt Forte this football. And they've been very good at it since week six. I mean, since week six, he's got 23 catches. Only Christian McCaffrey has more catches over that span of time. And, you know, Forte also over that span leads the New York Jet running backs in carries. So he is clearly not the bell cow of this offense that is still kind of a three running back monster, but it, it seems like the Jets just want to feed this guy at this point. And, you know, Tampa Bay, their defense has been bad in a whole lot of ways this season. So to pick out one particular thing is not crazy, but 
they've allowed a lot of success to pass catching running backs so far this season. I mean, Tariq Cohen, Dalvin Cook, James White, LaShawn McCoy, Christian McCaffrey, and Alvin Kamara have all totaled over five catches against this defense. I kind of feel like Matt Forte is going to eat in this game. I mean, I know you have your ranking a little bit more conservative with these two guys so close, but I don't know. I think Forte's the guy here. You might be right, Darian. I mean, I, I might – maybe there should be a little more daylight between those two guys in the rankings. Um, I, I feel like the snap allotment is still kind of a moving target there. You know, I do, I do agree that Forte is uh, – you know, the lead guy right now, or, or the 1A at least, Powell's 1B. Um, you know, he's getting around 50% of the snaps in, in the Jets' recent games, and Powell has been more, uh, I think his snap count was pretty low, like a season low, 22% this past week. But before that, he'd been like around, you know, 40%, 45%. Um, you know, I, I think it's still somewhat close to an even allotment. Um, you know, you mentioned the troubles Tampa's had with pass catching running backs, you know, and certainly that fits both of these guys. I mean, yeah. similar skill sets. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying not to get a little, try not to get too carried away with Forte after the good get, game against Buffalo because those two touchdowns were his first two touchdowns of the season. Um, you know, and just with Powell lurking, um, you know, I, I, I do think Forte is a guy you can pretty confidently roll out in lineups this week. I know I'll be starting him in at least one. And, um, you know, I think I'm also going to be starting Powell in a lineup. Like, I'm not deterred from playing him, even though his, uh, you know, snap count was down a bit last week. He had one nice long run, and uh, he had another one called back by penalty. So he almost could have had close to 100 yards rushing. Um you know, I, I feel pretty good about both of these guys going against this Tampa defense. I think they're both pretty usable. And, uh, you know, I, I agree that the confidence high level should be higher with Forte. But I do think Powell is a, a you know, reasonable play, too. Yeah, I think both things can definitely be true. I mean, Bilal Powell has returned top 30 running back numbers in PPR formats, I, I believe, the last three weeks, despite the fact that Matt Forte has been on this run. So the two can coexist. I just think it's crazy that we were in a week in week nine where both Matt Forte and Adrian Peterson were top 10 running backs. I, I really want to know the last week that happened. I feel like it has to be like 2013 or 2014. So pretty crazy where we are, the state of and, running and back. And the other, the other thing, Gary, and I mean, it, back before the start of the season, could you have believed that either of two Jets running backs would be considered, you know, very startable? Along with their quarterback? No. No, no, I could not. It's, it's pretty crazy what's gone on with the Jets this season, but they are kind of a fun team. I'll give them credit for that. Uh, let's move outside your top 20, just outside your top 20, where, again, we find teammates sitting back-to-back. -back. Uh, DeMarco Murray is your RB21. Derrick Henry is your RB22. And if Devontae Freeman has mystery injury, which is always a great thing to put on that injury report, Derek or DeMarco Murray is a little bit easier because DeMarco Murray essentially just has every injury. If, if, if it's a part of the human body, assume DeMarco Murray is hurt in that aspect of himself. I mean, it's, it's the knee injury that we're talking about right now, but we know there's also a shoulder injury. There was a foot injury at some point this season. He's just been banged up, but he seems to always play, and that's kind of frustrated Derek Henry owners so far this season. I mean, DeMarco Murray is coming off just 37 snaps 
his second lowest snap count of the season against Baltimore. But it's not as if Derrick Henry did all that much with it. He did get into the end zone, but just, you know, from a from a volume perspective, he hasn't been there this season. From a consistency perspective, he hasn't been there this season. And he just really hasn't been all that good. Uh, so is this one of those rankings that you kind of have to monitor throughout the week? And maybe if we do start seeing DeMarco Murray missing practices, Derrick Henry kind of slides above him? Or is this just one of those situations that is maybe one that's not even really overly conducive to either of these guys? Oh, definitely. I mean, it's frustrating for both Henry and Murray owners, who in many cases are one and the same. You know, you would rather have just complete clarity with uh, Murray either being declared out or obviously healthier. Um, So, yeah, we do have to monitor this because if Henry is, uh, you know, gets that big workload, it's going to be pretty attractive. The Cincinnati run defense is going to push over, but nor is it one of the stouter units in the league. So if Henry gets a big diet of carries, like he did against Indy earlier uh, back in week seven when he had 19 carries, 131 yards and a touchdown. Week two against the Jaguars, uh, just 14 carries but 92 yards and a touchdown. You'd love to see him get that bigger workload and you know keep hammering away at the Cincy defense. But if Murray is playing... I'll probably be pushing Henry down in the ranking some because the workload would just not warrant Henry being in running back two territory. I don't know if it would warrant Murray being in running back two territory. It's just kind of an ugly situation right now. So I'm sort of splitting the baby a little bit in the rankings. Right. Uh, they're not going to wind up 21 and 22, I think, come the weekend when we hopefully know a little more after the practice reports. But yeah, we would hope for clarity, but we haven't gotten it so far, and it's possible we won't get it this week either. Let's just play eternal optimist here and say that we do get clarity. Let's say that DeMarco Murray is ruled out Friday night, Sunday morning, what have you. Where then does Derrick Henry move up into your ranks? Is he sort of a top 15 guy at that point, or does he only move up a couple spots? I think he'd go top 15. Probably around, probably around where I have Devonta Freeman, maybe even a little higher. Maybe I think I've got like Adrian Peterson 11, Lamar Miller 12, Christian McCaffrey 13. Probably right around 14, right behind McCaffrey, maybe even a spot ahead of Freeman. Yeah, no, I think that's a that's a reasonable place to put him because, as you mentioned, when he's been given the full workload, uh, he has produced for the Titans so far this season. Uh, moving down a couple spots, we find Aaron Jones as your running back 24. Aaron Jones was a consensus, nearly top five running back going into week nine in that matchup against the Detroit Lions. He gets Chicago this week in Chicago. And for as you know feisty as that Bears defense has been this season, that's not the worst thing going against Aaron Jones right now. It's the fact that the script flipped once again in Green Bay. I mean, he was out-snapped by Ty Montgomery 24 to 20 just a week after he had absolutely demolished Ty Montgomery in snaps, so much so that people were talking about just dropping Ty Montgomery at this point in fantasy football seasons. Uh, I mean, just five carries for 12 yards, was involved in the passing game with five targets, but Green Bay in general, just 23 minutes of possession in that contest. They were down 20-3 to early on in the fourth quarter. Was this more about a game script thing than maybe Aaron Jones? Like, would you expect 
this situation to revert a little bit farther back to the Aaron Jones we had seen directly after the Aaron Rodgers injuries? Or has Ty Montgomery, you know, has, has, has Mike McCarthy remembered that Ty Montgomery is actually on this roster? I mean, do you see this being a closer split in Week 10? So I think it was partly a game script thing, Gary, and uh, you would figure that with Aaron Rodgers out of the lineup, the Packers would want to get a more balanced offense, establish the run a little bit, take some of the pressure off Brett Hundley. Weren't able to do that falling behind quickly against the Lions. Thing is, though, now ideally they would like to establish that run, but that's going to be pretty hard with Brian Bulaga, their starting right tackle, now out for the season with the torn ACL that happened in the Lions game, and possibly no Martellus Bennett, you know, arguably the best inline blocking tight end in the league being questionable with a shoulder injury didn't play last week so they've got issues up front that might hinder their ability to run the ball which might play into Ty Montgomery's hands a little bit uh, I don't know that he's going to out snap Aaron Jones as possible I'll tell you what, that's a big situation. I agree, the Brian Balaga injury is going to hurt them. They're going to have to get some short passes. I think Ty Willingham outscores Aaron Jones this week and going forward. You're listening to Fantasy Football Rewind right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My name's Tony Sicana. Don't go anywhere. We're coming back with more fantasy football information right here on the Rewind. or alcohol problems? If you're depressed, drinking, and using drugs, you may need help. And the Affordable Care Act guarantees coverage of substance abuse. I knew I could get myself out of this. I just needed some hope and some help. I took the first step to recovery when I made the call. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-894-5559. 800-894-5559. I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family. Call now for hope and help with proven gentle recovery programs. I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs. I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-894-5559. 800 800-894-5559. Hey everybody, it's me, Joe Pizzapia, best-selling author of the Fantasy Black Book series, and right now you can get the 2017 Fantasy Football Black Book on Amazon as we speak. What are you waiting for? You can get it for ebook, for your Kindle, or for paperback. And it's not just me this year. No, I brought in some friends. I got Jake Seeley, I got Sammy Reed, I got Gary Davenport. I got championships and they're waiting for you. Find out why the Fantasy Black Book is number one best-selling in fantasy sports for the 10th straight time. You know why? Because once you go Black Book, you never go back.
Skix sneakers are taking over tailgates and alumni homes across America. Skix canvas high top, low top, slip on, and kids tennis style sneakers designed in officially licensed college colors and logos is a must have for every college fan's wardrobe. Fun, fashionable, and comfortable. Whether you're at the big game or watching the game at home, Skix helps fans perform better. Go to Skix.com and use promo code FNTSY for 15% off your pair now. That's Skix.com. Skix sneakers. The soul of a true fan. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's the fantasy executive, Corey Parson. It's fantasy football season right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. So make sure you tune into the all-new Fantasy Football Frenzy with myself, Jake Seeley, and Wall Street Matt Medica. If we were a hip-hop group, we'd be like Migos because we're popping right now. Tune in every weekday morning at 9 a.m. East. Rankings, projections, ADP talk, and we take your phone calls. It's the Fantasy Football Frenzy, 9 a.m. East, every weekday morning right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Cicada. You get us every Monday through Friday from 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. Eastern as we get you ready and we get you prepared and we're nailing everything you can get. And my man Gary and Thorne breaking it down with Pat Fitzmaurice of Sports Illustrated. Absolutely getting it done. Remember the days of the Sports Illustrated hanging on my walls when I was a child. It brings me back to those days. Back to Gary and Thorne and you know, Pat right now, Fitzmaurice. I think I, I've got Jalen favored. I I think he's going to start. I think he's going to get more carries. But uh, if they can't run against Chicago, if they fall behind, that's going to be a problem for Jones. So, you know, I, I would not feel real comfortable about starting him this week. But, you know, for 14 bye week, sometimes uh, it's any port in a storm. And he's a starting, run, starting running back who's shown flashes of talent. Um. You know, he's a guy you can consider, but there are definitely things to worry about here. Yeah, I mean, even just sort of thinking about that game in general, like the two fourth-quarter touchdowns, both scored from the one-yard line, which you would think would favor Aaron Jones in terms of a game script perspective, but those touchdowns scored by Brett Hundley and Jamal Williams, uh, so helping essentially no one with their fantasy teams in Week 9. Uh, moving outside your top 30 and kind of getting into the should we care about this person range of the rankings, Thomas Rawls is your RB31. Uh, the offensive coordinator of Seattle has already come out and said that he is going to be the starting running back for their game, again, Thursday night against the Arizona Cardinals. And that's such a big factor here because we didn't really know what the status of Eddie Lacy was dealing with that hamstring injury coming out of Week 9, but it makes a lot of sense that Eddie Lacy's just not going to be ready for this contest on a short, short week. So it will be Thomas Rawls as the lead running back for the Seattle Seahawks. But lead running back for the Seattle Seahawks has meant almost nothing, or at least next to nothing in fantasy football in 2017. And on top of that, just when you think that maybe Rawls has this backfield to himself, CJ Proceis is practicing in full right now and should be ready for this contest. So 
there's so many factors at play here, and, and maybe the most important, at least in the minds of fantasy owners, is Rawls has just done nothing this season. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's hard to compare anyone to Le'Veon Bell and have them look like the rosier of the two options, but Thomas Rawls has fewer fantasy points for the season in PPR formats than Le'Veon Bell has scored in five of his last six games. Like, it, it's nuts how inefficient he's been this year. Do you have any trust, and are you looking forward at all to having to throw Thomas Rawls out there on Thursday night? There's the possibility that Seattle does control this game, in which case having Rawls in that early down roll might work out, might get 70 or 80 yards and a touchdown. But based on how things have gone with the Seattle running game and how this is just purely a Russell Wilson-based offense, it's hard to get too optimistic about it. I mean, I've got him just ahead of uh, Kenyon Drake and Damian Williams splitting the work in a really difficult matchup against the Panthers. He's in the, the Rob Kelly, James White, Isaiah Crowell district. Um, you know, a, a guy you could possibly throw out there, but you're not going to feel really good about it. As you said, Gary, ProSize is a major wild card here. Uh, talented dude, can't stay healthy, but now that he is healthy, does he get a sizable chunk of the workload? I guess we're going to find out. Uh, you know, Rawls should be good for at least 10 or 12 carries, you would think, with Lacey out of the picture. But whether he can do anything with those carries is uh, definitely open to debate. So, yeah, a guy you can use if you're desperate, but it's hard to get enthusiastic about an early down back on Seattle from what we've seen so far. Yeah, it's it's just not a situation that's been very fantasy viable for anyone who's been involved with no. the Seattle running backs this season. It's, it's kind of crazy that as we close out your rankings today, Pat, uh, I wanted to talk about Rex Burkhead a little bit, and I guess it's not insane in a vacuum to be more excited about Patriots running back versus Seahawks running back, but you have Rex Burkhead as your RB43. I'm just like, I'm kind of raring to use Rex Burkhead in some way in week 10. I don't know what it is, but building off that last game, maybe we finally figured out why the Patriots signed so many running backs this offseason. It's because they didn't trust the health of their wide receivers and figured, hey, whatever, we'll just throw it to the running backs. Like, there's a very good chance they could sustain two pass-catching running backs in this game in both Rex Burkhead and James White. I mean, you go back to that last Patriot game against the Chargers. Burkhead had seven catches on seven targets for 68 yards. He could just be like the slot receiver all of a sudden. I mean, Chris Hogan didn't practice on Tuesday. We don't know if he's going to play in this game. I feel like, you know, the reasonable person would almost have to side with he's not going to play in this game against the Denver Broncos on Sunday night. And even the Broncos as a defense, for as good as they are, for as good as their cornerbacks are, that's just it. Their corners are good at taking away sort of the X and Y wide receivers, but like Rex Burkhead's going to run those routes that, you know, the slot guys run, that tight ends run, and those are two positions Denver has struggled with in the passing game so far this year. Is it is it crazy to even think there's like a 20% chance that Rex Burkhead's like a 100-yard receiver at the end of Sunday night? Not crazy at all. Uh, possibly no Hogan. Danny Amendola is going to get taken away by Chris Harris Jr., who just wipes out slot cornerbacks or uh, slot receivers. 
Aqib Talib probably looking for a little redemption after kind of an off week last week, uh, going up against Brandon Cook. Gronkowski still around, obviously, but Brady's got to go somewhere with the ball, and James White and uh, Rex Burkhead are, are very viable options in the passing game. We've seen Mike Gillisley's snap counts just dwindle week after week. I mean, he's a, a bit guy in this offense at this point. Um, you know, but Deion Lewis is going to have a role. James White's going to have a role. And we saw Rex Burke had snap count up to 31% against the Chargers this past game. And uh, who knows if that's um, where it stops. You know, it's it's possible he could get even higher. I mean, he's such a versatile guy, probably the most versatile guy uh, they have as far as a dual run catch threat. You know, debatable whether it's him or uh, Deion Lewis who can catch it a little. But I I think it's possible he has another pretty good receiving game. It, it kind of shapes up that way for him this week. And, uh, you know, you said you're looking for ways to get him in the lineups. I, I think I will actually be able to sneak him into one deep lineup where we have to start like 11 guys, and I'm kind of excited about it. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to go literally after this show, go build a bunch of DraftKings lineups where I get to use this guy in a full-point PPR setting uh, because these are standard ranks. So once again, Rex Burkhead, your RB43 for Week 10. Uh, That was Pat Fitzmorris of Sports Illustrated and the Football Girl. You can find his full rankings up on the Football Girl and FantasyPros.com. Pat, thank you so much for taking the time as always, man. Thanks, Gary. Good luck this week. Good luck. There it is, Gary and Thorne, Pat Fitzmaurice, Sports Illustrated, and you listen to Fantasy Football Rewind right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network as we get you ready and prepared for fantasy football. We'll come back with the final segment and make sure you can join us every Monday through Thursday right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Rewind or subscribe on iTunes. We're following the Fantasy Sports News Desk, uh, which I host as well, and we give you all the information from the day. So get fired up, get excited, and if you're playing any fantasy basketball, the DFS Lineup Block Show brought to you by DailyRoto.com, Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, with my man, Dane Martinez. We're ready, we're raring to go. Stay tuned for more. From the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We'll be back and getting it going. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Then call Page Publishing at 800-955-3793 immediately. That's 800-955-3793. Page Publishing is looking for authors of all types of books. And unlike most publishers, Page Publishing will take the time to review each and every book submitted to them and give you their feedback. If they like what they read, they'll get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, the Apple iTunes Store, Barnes & Noble, and other outlets. They handle everything. Editing, cover design, copyright protection, 
direction, printing, publicity, and distribution. So if you've written a novel, children's book, cookbook, inspirational work, poetry, or a biography and want to get it published, then you need to call Page Publishing and do it immediately. Call 800-955-3793 now for your free author submission kit. Again, for your free author submission kit, call 800-955-3793. That's 800-955-3793. Your road to fame and fortune could very well start with this simple phone call. Call Page Publishing at 800-955-3793 for your free author submission kit. This is Tony Sincata from Fantasy First Look. You can join me every Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. I am joined by George Kurtz and, of course, Joe Galena, the fantasy Jesus. If you guys want to watch the Monday Night Football game, turn the volume down and listen to us. If you can't make that commitment, subscribe on iTunes every single week. Get the best podcast in the business when it comes to fantasy football. That I'll guarantee. Fantasy First Look, 9 p.m. Eastern. Does your favorite fantasy sports show pair banging on the table demanding shots? Drinks on Greg. Drinks on Greg. Drinks on Greg. With deep, smart Kareem Hunt analysis? If not, then I think the fantasy BFFs are for you. Every weekday at 11 a.m. here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and on YouTube Live. Join Greg Sussman, Frank Stanfield, Mike Florio, and NXT wrestler Eric Young for some of the best, most enjoyable, most imaginative fantasy analysis out there. Don't get your fantasy from boring people. Yo! This is the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever. Check out the Fantasy BFFs 11 a.m. every weekday only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and the Fantasy Sports YouTube page. Are you sad like a little puppy? Because the lineup luck show brought to you by DailyRoto.com is now doing the NBA 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Don't be sad. I got Scooby Snacks for you. That's right. DFS Today brought to you by DailyRoto.com on iTunes. You get DFS information every day. Fantasy football, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. Subscribe to DFS Today brought to you by DailyRoto.com on iTunes. Are you looking for the most complete college football coverage on Saturday morning? Then tune in to College Football Today with Joe Lisi and Rich Sermonello on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We break down every FBS conference, give you expert in-depth game analysis, and provide you with game predictions to get you set for kickoff. Your Saturday will be rocking as we talk with your favorite players from every school. Tune in every Saturday morning and start your tailgate off with us. We have you covered. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Sincata, and we are here absolutely getting it done. Like I said, Monday through Friday, 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. Eastern is where it 
all happens, where we get all the magic, where we get all that is. Donta Freeman returned to full practice on Thursday. He was limited Wednesday with a knee injury. He picked up late in last week's game, but a quick return and a full session shows it's not a serious issue. He's ready to go against them Cowboys. Got to get Donta Freeman out there. Hopefully he can put it together. Des Bryant did not practice on Thursday. Uh, Chose Garrett said he was hopeful Bryant would practice today, but the receiver reportedly stretched with the team before leaving the rehab field. It's not looking good. If you're a fantasy owner, probably need to find another place to go uh, for that situation. And, of course, Marquise Lee uh, was back practicing for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Seahawks coach Pete Carroll expects Paul Richardson to play Thursday night. He did not practice all week, but the coach suggests he has a precautionary move. And, of course, this game was one of those games that already happened. And I have the note in front of me, like a knucklehead. Knucklehead. What the heck is going on? It's late at night, man. Late at night. Sometimes you get a little crazy when you get late at night, right? Late at night. Is the way things go. I'll tell you right now. I can't believe how fast this fantasy football season is going by. It's crazy. It's just so fast and it's so quick. And I wish we could make the distance longer. But then we complain that baseball is too long. So I think it's just as Americans, we're never happy. Why is that? I think that we've got to go and make sure that everything is going together and making sure that you've got what you need. Because um, we got to put this thing together. And we've got to be successful. Whether you're a sprinter or a marathon man. And that's what I call uh, fantasy football and fantasy baseball. That's the difference to me. One's a sprint and one's a marathon. And we had our first American win the New York City Marathon in quite some time. So I'm feeling good for all you marathon people. That come over and play a little fantasy football. Even though baseball is your passion. You're doing it both ways, and I commend that, and that's the way to go about it. Fantasy Football Rewind, Tony Cicada, sayonara. Does your fantasy team suck? Maybe you need us. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The only free 24-7 fantasy sports radio network.